0: This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor.
1: And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron. A-A-R-O-N at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaroncatsman.com That's www.aaroncatsman.com Be sure to follow me on both LinkedIn and Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So we've got a great show ahead, especially for anybody who's either thinking about, has recently made, or he's been in Israel for a long time, but made Aliyah. And that's trying to make sense of the whole pension scheme. And it's my pleasure to introduce Gadi Last, who made Aliyah from London in 2007, has worked in finance and investments for over 17 years, both in Israel and overseas. He is owner of the IAL Group, which provides consultancy and brokerage services in English for Israeli investments, insurance, and pensions. Gadi, welcome to the show. All right, great to be here, Aaron. Thanks for thank, having me. Thank you very much. Let's jump right in. Okay. There's a lot of confusion um, for Olim. Like I said, people who are just who have just come, people who've been here for 25 years, right? They, they still don't exactly get because it's a little bit complicated. Can we do it like a little crash course on sort of making sense of the different um, policies, the different schemes that are out there, like the Karen Hitchalmut, the Kupat Gemel, and the Bituachman Olim? Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: I mean, look, it's not only Olim who have a problem with this stuff. It's l- l- Israelis who've lived it their whole life. You know, a lot of, a huge amount of people don't really understand how the whole system works, what they have, is it any good? And it's uh, and it's a shame because I always tell people, you know, your, your, these these pension, retirement, you know, uh, uh, plans are often a very large part of people's Investment portfolio, retirement planning, and, and it's just it's it's almost crazy to think that they, people don't take a second look at it. And the reason they don't take a second look is it's just as confusing. There's a lot of jargon, and so yeah. Uh, what, I, what I'll try and do now in the next two minutes is uh, uh, break down some of the more, more common or more important things for people to understand, so that at least people have a good starting point.
1: That'd be great. I mean,
0: I'll split it into two. I'll start off by splitting it into two. There's kind of the pension side of things pension you know you go you, you work as an employee or even if, if you're a freelancer now in israel you have to put money aside to pension that's money you can't really touch without paying a big fine until you retire okay and i'll break that down into subcategories in a second and then there's also things like Karen ishtel nut which is another uh, popular thing to talk about which is kind of a provident fund it's it's not something which everybody has to have if you have it it's great okay and it's not it, you can use it for retirement but it's generally that's kind of more a a, me- a good medium-term savings plan, so which I'll get back to in, in a second. But if we go back to pensions, in Israel, there are basically three types of vehicle you can use to save your pension, okay? And, and the confusion often is, is that people, including brokers sometimes, just use the terms interchangeably, okay? But basically, there's three. There's, there's what's called a keren pensia, which if loosely translated is a pension fund. There's a bituach manahalim, which is... I won't even loosely translate it because it doesn't even make any sense. Okay, and this number three is a Kupat Gemil. Okay, those are three different vehicles, and anyone in Israel can choose any of these vehicles to use to save for their pension fund. I think it's beyond the scope of, 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 of I don't want to bore you, bore you and your listeners by going through all of the differences, but in a very brief, small nutshell, a pension fund, the Karen Pensia, which is the most popular vehicle that people use, and to a certain extent a bit to Ahmed Halim, are basically made up of mostly retirement savings. So your company will put in X amount every month to your scheme. Most of that is saved and invested for your retirement. A small amount of that is used to buy yourself insurance, kind of life insurance, a kind of income replacement insurance. Okay, Th- those are also inbuilt as part of most Israeli pension funds, which is, which is, I don't I, I think it's quite unique. So it's something which when people first find that out, it's kind of like, oh, really, I didn't know that. Um, okay, so that's that, that, that's kind of a, one of the more important things to take away from there. A coupat gemel, which is the third option I mentioned, is pure savings. Okay? There's no insurance in there at all. That's why most people, unless let's say people come to make Aliyah and they're already kind of uh, close to retirement age, but they, they're starting to work, or they have you know, a bad medical history, which means the insurance parts of the pension are going to be difficult for them. You know, then they'll go for a kupat gemel but most Israeli uh, pension savers use either a karen pensia, a pension fund, or a bittuach manahani. Okay, and so those, those things, those just to point.
1: interrupt for one second, those things, once you hit the retirement age, um, right. which is different for both men and women,
0: will Correct. then
1: pay you uh, you know, a fixed rate sort of annuity almost, Right. Every month. You're going to get what's called a kid's well, bar, co- Right. You're going to get something every Correct. month.
0: Correct. Correct. I mean, pretty much, you, you know, you're saving every month. And over the years, you turn 67 if you're a man or currently 62 if you're a woman, although that's uh, that's finally p- potentially going up um, the retirement age for women. You come to the pension fund. You say, hey, I'm 67. I'm 62. I want to retire. This is what I've saved up. How much are you going to give me, every, give me every month? And they basically do a calculation, largely based on you know life expectancy at that time, and they'll uh, and they'll give you an, uh, an amount. It doesn't stay fixed every month. It kind it can change based on investment performance and inflation, but it's it's broadly kind of uh, it broadly stays similar, um, and that's what you get every every month for the rest of uh, for the rest of your life. Um, okay. if, if God forbid something happens to you quickly after you retire. Then again, one of the choices you make when you retire is you can have in place so that your spouse, your survivor, then takes over and gets the pension. There are various options to uh, to think about when it comes to retirement. But yeah, you're correct. In Israel right now, the only option is to get a monthly annuity um, when you retire.
1: OK. Um, now, can we transition over to the Karen Hishdalmut?
0: Yes. Yeah, so, OK. Right, so Karen Hishdalmut is uh, it's. I always tell people, pe- pension is a, uh, a duty of the employer to pay you if, you, if you're if you working in Israel. Um, a care Ishtalmud is a perk. Um, they don't have to. Some companies do, some companies don't. It, it's a very tax-efficient vehicle, meaning you get tax benefits for the money you put in. And anything that uh, that is in there, like in a pension, grows tax-free. Okay, The only real uh, uh, limitation is that you have to wait six years from when it first begins, in order to take out the money. I mean, again, you can take out the money before, you'll just pay a fine. But if you don't want to pay a fine or any tax, you wait for the six-year clock to finish. And after that, the fund becomes liquid. And at any point, you can keep it in the You can and should keep the money in there. And at some point, whenever you come to withdraw the money, it's uh, all tax-free and all liquid.
1: Okay.
0: Um, you don't, so that's, that's you don't of have money.
1: to do it, the Israelis do. And uh, at the, the six-year date, run to duty-free and uh, spend all the money. You don't have to do that. On the contrary, you, you absolutely
0: shouldn't. And what I tell people as well, if if look, sometimes people need cash, you know what I mean? Right. Um if you if you can afford the monthly monthly repayments, which aren't normally very high, because it's so tax efficient as care initial and so flexible, try and take a loan against it. The the, the companies who provide care initial which are you know your insurance companies, your big asset management companies, they all provide care initial like they like they provide pensions most of them will give you a really cheap loan against it so that you can continue to invest the money and hopefully have it grow tax-free. Have a very cheap loan which you pay out out over time Um, and then you don't have to take the money out because once you take the money out if you then whatever come into some money and want to put the money back in you can't do that. So what you've taken out you've taken out. You can put in new money but if you've taken out a big chunk of money because you're limited as to how much you can put in every month, if you've taken out a big chunk, of, you know, the last five or 10 years of savings, you can't then put a big chunk back into your care initial Um So, yeah, so that's, that's another, another bit of advice I often will give people where it's relevant is uh, don't take out the money, but borrow against it.
1: Okay.
0: I, I was remiss. Gadi, how can people get
1: in touch with you?
0: Oh, um, no, the, well, first of all, we have a website, www.israelatlast.com. Um, I'm happy to, we have a Facebook page, we have a LinkedIn page. I'm happy, to, I mean, you tell me, I'm happy to give out my email sure, uh, address, which is, uh, is Guddy Gadi, G-A-D-I, at, Israel at israelatlast.com. I-S-R-A-E-L-A-T-L-A-S-T.com. Um,
1: or you can call the office number, it's on the website. We'll put those, we'll put your contact information also up in the in the notes uh, on the show so people can see it there also. You are tuning into the Aaron Katzman show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We speak you about your money, your life, and your investments. If you got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron A-A-R-O-N at lighthousecapital.co.il. Be sure to check me out on the web at ww.arinkatzman.com. Follow us on both LinkedIn and Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube. Channel. We're talking Israeli pensions with Gadi Last, who is a consultant um, with and CEO and founder of IAL, the consultancy group. We've spoken, we sort of gave a quick overview on the different kinds of pension schemes, whether it's Karen Hishdalmut, Kupad Gemel, Karen Pensia, which is a pension fund. Now I'd like to get into a little bit more of the nuts and the bolts, not in terms of the minutiae, but what? What viewers should look for, what employees or people who own these should look for, so that they can have a much more, let's say, secure future, um, and things that you would help them with in order to ensure that, right? Um, Could you speak a little bit about that?
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's very important, and I really hope that as many people um, uh, hear this as possible actually take note, especially if you're about to start your working career in israel because i'll tell you what happens typically um people move to israel they get their first job okay they the the company they're with sends in you know yossi or, or doron or you know whatever you know the broker they work with to the office who barely speaks any english uh, isn't really getting paid much for the meeting and his his one goal is to get in and get out signed as quickly as possible without with explaining as little as possible and i mean i see this all the time and it's you know whatever, no use crying over spilt milk, as they say, but um, they don't really pay much attention to the age of the person who's joining the pension fund, their risk profile, their married, you know, the family situation, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so what I would say is, what I would say is uh, the two most important things to, to think about are as follows, okay? I'll start with the less important one because it's one that I'm sure you already think about and you hear people talking about all the time is the fees. There's two fees when it comes to your pension fund. Again, Kerry and I'm going to leave separately. There's only one fee, an annual management fee. But With a pension fund, any of the, any of the three types of vehicles that I mentioned at the beginning of, the, of this uh, uh, talk, um, it, there's two fees. There's a fee every month when you put in money. So for example, you put in, you know, your company sends 2,000 shekel across to your pension fund every month. There's a percentage which comes off that 2,000 shekel every month. And again, depending on your plan and how how good your fees are? It can be anywhere between you know three. Usually, is anywhere between three percent and one and a half percent. Okay, so that's fee number one, which is which is quite a big, quite a chunky fee. That's just um, for
1: the deposit into the account. Correct. Correct. It can be higher than that as well,
0: by the way. this is like, always make, you know, make sure you, you know, you, you, when you get your annual report, have a look just to make sure they haven't raised your fees without you knowing. But that's fee number one. And fee number two is the annual management fee, okay, which people are more used to. And there it is actually relatively low for, for Israeli pension schemes. It's, it, it should range between half a percent in you know, the B'Tuach Manalim. To potentially as low as zero point zero five percent in certain pension funds. Okay, wow. but those are the those are the two fees. So fees are obviously important. The more fee, the less fees you pay, the more money goes into your retirement fund. The more money you have to retire on. It's, it's a simple it's a simple equation. So that's point number one. Um, and to be fair, most kind of even the even the corporate pension brokers who don't want to spend any time with you, they're, they're normally going to give you uh, you know lower fees. I'll also say kind of like open brackets as someone who's in the industry. Nowadays in Israel, brokers don't make more money by ch- you paying higher fees. It used to be that way a few years ago. So it's not in anyone's interest for you to pay more, except for the pension company's interest. But for the broker, hey, there's no interest to having higher fees. So that's number one. Negotiate, you know, the different companies will be more flexible on fees, et cetera, et cetera. That's, you know, uh, and by the way, be- before I carry on, it's important to note, one of the nice things about the Israeli pension system is that you can move to a different provider whenever you want. Uh, however many times you want, so you're not locked in. There's no, you know, you're not uh, stuck anywhere. You can always move if someone's offering lower fees, if there are certain conditions or performance, which I'm about to talk about now is better. You can always move. Okay. Um, the second most important, the second and more, far more important thing, which is something which does not get spoken about too much is the performance, okay? One of the most pension people in Israel are not investment people. And therefore it's not part of the conversation. How old are you? What's your risk profile? Um, but you have a choice as to how you invest your pension money um, there's a default by law there's a default track which is what the majority of people are in okay which is an age related track meaning until we until you reach the age of 50 you're invested the same as everyone 50 and below okay which is right now tends to be around 40 45% in stocks so if you're 25 30 and your money and you let's say you're, you're you're a man and this money's locked up till you're 67 or if you're a woman until 62 and you know we're talking about money locked up for 30 20 30 even more years that might be it might be again it depends on the person it might be a little bit low risk for them um but yeah you, you can go higher risk you can go low risk you have a choice and and making no one no one has a crystal ball and no one is, knows what's going to be in the future but based on how things have gone the last hundred years um you know you tend to get more return in the long term more growth the more risk you take on and if someone if it's money that you need for a property in two years. I'm sure, I'm sure, Aaron. You'll you know, you, you, you'll, you'll agree, you don't want to take very much risk. But if it's right. money that's locked up, and even if you wanted to, you can't do anything about it, even if there's the biggest stock market crash in the world, you can't take the money out, right? Right, without paying a huge fee. So the money's locked in. It often makes usually makes sense for people who have a long time to go on their pension to take on more risk. And and this is the, far more than the fees, this is the, the one biggest. Uh, thing that you can do to improve your retirement payout. You know, if you if you are saving for 20, 30 years and you're making an extra 1% a year, let's say, because, just because you uh, you know moved to a higher risk track, um, that could be thousands and thousands of shekel a month difference every month when you retire. Right. And this is unfortunately something which is like, it's just not discussed almost by, anybody, by almost anyone. So if you if you are watching this and you are about to take a job or you're taking a new job, or you wanna think about your pension for the property for the first time, the one the, the first thing to look at is how your money is invested okay you don't have huge amounts of flexibility you can't say i want you know 35% in uh, us shares and 10% in japanese shares and 5% in uh, you know bitcoin you, you, you don't have that level of sophistication uh, of uh, sorry of, of choice but there are six, each pension fund has six or seven different investment tracks just make sure you're invested in the one that's most suitable for you. That that is a uh, um, you know. That if you take
1: anything away from today, that that should be it. And it's also important for employees. Again, you you touched on this, but you know when you go in, chances are there's one firm uh, has a deal with the company, right? You don't right, have right. to. You don't have to go with that company, and there are plenty of you yeah. know there are some smaller companies and more agile companies there's a, there's a whole world of pension out there you're not stuck in sort of the default that your that sure. your company offers it's really important to know yeah,
0: absolutely that. right that, that mean it used the used to be like that but the law changed i think 4 5 years ago don't quote me on the number but yeah you absolutely um have total flexibility as to who you use for your pension you know look, I will say sometimes these these companies which have deal, like, you know, deals with your employer, sometimes you get a good deal on the fees um, by using that company. And that's, you know, that is something to take into account. Sure, But you don't have to. And often, as I said, but specifically because for English speakers, most of these guys don't speak English uh, and they're not going to give you the uh, personal service that you might want. And, um, you know, you can look around and shop around. Wow. Gotti,
1: once again, how can people get in touch with you?
0: So either you can send me an email directly to my email address, it's Gadi, G-A-D-I, at Israel at Last, I-S-R-A-E-L-A-T-L-A-S-T, just rolls off the tongue, dot com. And again, I'm happy to give you my direct uh, number as well, which you can put in the comments. Um, You can check out our website, Israel at Last dot com, our Facebook page, our LinkedIn page. Um, Anyone who has any questions... uh, which arising from the discussion today, please feel free to
1: drop me a line. I'll be more than happy to help. That was great, Gadi. Thanks so much for joining. I bet I can almost guarantee that we're going to get you on again because that was really good. Pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. And kola kavod for the amazing work you do for for the English speakers here in Israel. Thank thank you very much. I appreciate that. You have been tuning in to The Aaron Katzman Show. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow us on both Twitter and LinkedIn and subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you soon.